0: Hello. Hello, friend. Hello. Here we are. We're back on the air.
1: Back, back in the saddle again.
0: <laughs> Last episode was mm. a little, little bit of a ride. I'm feeling oh, a little, got I a little like bit that. of the jitters. Back yeah. Back in
1: the
0: saddle. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that.
1: <laughs> Very
0: good. Hmm.
1: What a theme.
0: Right. Back in the saddle. In some ways, that's kind of where I want to go, in a sense. Okay. Just to jump right in, because I'm threading from our last episode, uh, we talked about betrayal. And I was really working through the steps of betrayal, kind of the process, which we kind of figured was a little bit kind of like the uh, five or six stages of grief. There was a lot of similarities until you get to the point where (laughs) the end, the last stage where acceptance and you're saying, well... In the grief and death, it's final. There's, no, there's nothing you can do about it. But in betrayal, whether it be relationship or institutional relationship, you're still living. You're mm-hmm. still, still engaged with the situation. So there's kind of this, that's where it diverges. And my sense is that when someone feels betrayal, um, you know, there's the shock, the denial, the heartbreak, the anger, the kind of going through your mind of what happened, how did you get to that point to be feeling betrayed, you know, mistricked is kind of a word that comes to mind for me. Um, and usually at that point, you hit fear. And in my experience, fear leads to control, or a desire to control, to to mitigate the fear, mitigate, you know, what could happen next. Again, whether it's institutional or on a one-on-one relationship basis. And so today, I was hoping you could tell me of a time that you either wanted to control someone else or you felt controlled by someone else, not institutional, I mean, on a one-on-one basis.
1: Not inst—not institutional, so mm-hmm. you are saying not in a work environment.
0: Not work, not government, not, not, not work, a bigger not entity, government. but more of... If, if it was a small group, like if it was a group of friends, I would... I would say that's when it's I want more of an intimate um, bubble than when work. I was controlled
1: by someone
0: mm-hmm. or you felt the desire to control someone, whether you did or not
1: you might be waiting a long time for this story because mm-hmm. i i I really am not. A controller and I don't believe I'm all on the flip side I don't believe I'm easily controlled either Mm. Um, I I will say am I um, naive and and vulnerable in some relationships absolutely yes because I as we've discussed in other episodes I truly believe in that That people I, I believe in the best of people I give by default I think people are good you don't have to show me things for me to trust you. You don't you don't have to you know, you don't you don't go through this like period of proving yourself worthy to be my friend or 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 have a relationship with me. I roll through life giving people the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise consequently have i been hurt in my life oh yeah have i not seen things that friends might see in relationships oh yeah all those uh do i miss red flags yep yep i do mm-hmm. but to tell you a story where i wanted to control someone else other than in a like a work situation where i would almost feel like that would be part of my job to you, you know to speak up or whatever um, in in a personal relationship, even with my children, I struggle sometimes because when you're raising children, you you need to to, to talk about the boundaries, and you need to instill value and uh, values, and uh, you you need to take a stand and and show them your values. And uh, I always would find myself if I had to correct my children or punish children, maybe that's about the different word, um, I would almost be seeing their side too. It would hurt me more than them a lot of times. So it's, yeah, you're. I don't have a story for you on this one. And it's not that I can't remember one. It's like I don't have one.
0: So you said that you weren't very, you're not easily controlled. So can you tell me of an instance when you felt that someone was trying to control you they weren't successful, but you could tell that that was, that was what was kind of the dynamic of attempt, even if it was foiled by your <laughs> refusal to let that happen. And I will say with work, when I said not work, I mean like not a, the full organization. If it's an interpersonal context like i'm just trying to stay away from you know we talked about the supreme court last episode and i'm not saying we don't talk about that this episode uh-huh. but that was like a bigger oh, entity yeah. right yeah, absolutely. and similarly with right. work situations i'm not talking about the organization trying to control you if it was a person within that's fine or a person within your social circle that's fine as long as it's not kind of abstract you know big Like if you could name the person or persons, and I'm not asking you to, I don't want you to name the persons, but like any situation where it's a a single person.
1: A single person that tried to control me and I fought back?
0: Yeah. Or walked away from it. I mean, you don't even have to fight it. You could just, if the answer was to walk away.
1: I think because I'm wired to not see a lot of that type of manipulation mm. it i i that once again i i don't have stories to tell you about people like that in my life mm. i really don't mm. i don't have those kind of you know manipulative relationships if i'm in a relationship um and a relationship meaning that you know you, you've known each other for a while and you're. it's considered I don't mean just meeting someone and you know at a craft show and then they say hey let's go to the next one and I'll stop by your booth and they don't show up I mean that's like you know you met somebody one time it's it's that you know that stuff happens and but that's not I'm not vested in, in that person but in true relationships in true relationships I let them play out and if you know we're all human we're trying to do the best we can i i i have been fortunate i think i believe not to have been involved with too many like really devious bad players in in my life and if you know there there are times when friends might let you down or something but you know there are times when i've probably let friends down too for, for a you know a host of reasons that not intentional um and you know so i i I know what you're digging for Alex, but I don't really have a story mm-hmm. i I don't have those kind of stories about me you know like being with being either manipulating or tried to control others or or me or me being controlled um, I really don't have those stories. Hmm. I I I think because of my nature if I am taken advantage of it doesn't even like stay in my heart because I don't have those expectations going in. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's I like I don't go in doubting. I don't go in you know needing for someone to prove and 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 cherish and and you, and you and you got all that invested and and then something happens and you're like oh that's just that's horrible and how can that happen and i mm. i don't i i i just don't i i don't know i i i don't have a story for you on this one how about you
0: oh i definitely have many
1: well, and you to, well. I, I mean, I I suck as a ho- uh, whatever and the the host. But uh, why don't you share one of your stories?
0: I may. Can you before? I mean, if we have to, I will. It's not it's not a, an issue for me to share. Um, it's more of I'm trying to understand a little bit behind where your thinking is and just. Um, have you ever met someone that you felt was a controlling person? Do you like does that have any is there any sense of 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 what like like obviously I think you know what the word control is obviously you've yeah. used the word manipulation I think that's a good word to associate yeah. with controlling yeah Have you ever met someone that you felt is a controlling person or like just even in passing or like, do you have any association well, with sure
1: that? there there are lots of controlling type personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, all you have to do is volunteer for a school event, and mm. you'll know right away who the moms are that are, you know, controlling everything. And, you know, you better make sure that your, you know, your tuna casserole has this, that, and the other thing, and it's labeled. And and, and we're doing pink on Tuesday, so make sure you have a pink lid. Don't bring the green lid because, you know, the green lid is for Thursday. And I mean, that kind of thing. Right. I mean, sure. I run into you know, have run into lots of people like that Mm -hmm. that are very controlling. And I am like easy breezy going through life and I don't care even if the tuna is in a container, if it's, you know, if it's in a bread box or something (laughs) and it's refrigerated and it's delicious. Who cares what color it is and what day it is? But there are people out there and we all know them Um, Some, you know, you might be married to them. I am not married to a controlling, manipulative type person, but they're, you know, they're out there. And yeah, you know, folks like that are, are usually high strung and they're wired for perfection and they have to have structure and they have to have rules. So with me being loosey goosey, I think, You know, my kind of personality type, I repel a lot of those (laughs) kind of controlling people because once they hang out with me one or two days, they're like, oh, what a wacko she is. You know, I mean, you know, whatever, you know, for a variety of reasons, I would be not invited back to the, you know, the Thursday PTA uh, luncheon because I, I wouldn't intentionally break the rules, but I would probably when those rules were being said, you know, make sure the green lid is on there so we know it's this and that and the other thing. I would be just my mind would be wandering thinking, yeah, yeah, I don't know about, you know, and and then I would remember, oh, it's I have to bring the the tuna salad today, but I wouldn't remember it, the green or a lot of things. I just don't roll through life. I am I'm I really that that's a blessing and it's and it's a curse. I'm I mean, sometimes you need to have Controlling type people in certain jobs, even as a friend, if you do have a controlling type friend, but, and the controlling friend has your best interest, like as a true friend, not, not a fake friend, a true controlling friend can be a blessing. Oh my gosh. Um, if you're getting married, and and you're me, and I'm, you know, I'm all. I don't really. I'm, I'm not into fashion that much. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't want to spend that much money. I want a dress. I don't want this. Don't really know. You know, party favors, all that kind of stuff. If you ha- if you have a controlling type friend who lives for that. That they will have a schedule, and they will have you in all the bridal shops, and they'll have you, you know, doing everything and and having all the details looked after. And that's a blessing for someone like me. It really is. I mean, and and I don't know. Controlling does have a, a, a kind of a negative connotation, but maybe a super organized kind of person. Um, but the reason, you know, getting back to your the opening question. I don't feel like I've been betrayed or no, that's not betrayed. I don't feel like I've been manipulated by controlling people. And I, and I, because I'm who I am, I don't seek to control others. Mm-hmm. I, I do the opposite. I let people live. And will I have a debate about things? Sure. You know, I like we are, mm-hmm. but those type of people tend not to, to stay in my life. It, it, just we naturally repel each other and they either don't you know cross the threshold or or um, or I you know get a bad vibe and we're like oh no I don't think I'm gonna you know it's not gonna be a part two with this one you know I that it's like they're they're too much energy they suck or they suck the life out of me sometimes I'm around people and so it never gets to the friendship stage it never gets to the relationship stage right because in the very beginning i'm very tuned into that and i'm trying to be me and not pretend to be something i'm not so i don't get sucked into those kind of relationships
0: no that makes sense do you have uh any i mean i I guess you kind of already told me some of this sense i don't know if you have any more thoughts about this but why someone might be controlling you talked you almost immediately brought up perfection and mm-hmm. i thought that was a really good word that i would also kind of associate with the desire to control sure for is i know that they you're not really friends with or in relationship with people that are very controlling mm-hmm. but is there anything that you could you know flesh out about like what your gut might say was going on and and I'm I'm speaking broadly of course there's different reasons to be controlling you know this mm-hmm. is a very broad question but if like the the mothers that you were talking about for example let's yeah. just pull them out do you have any sense like what that perfection is about or what sure. psychology is in there
1: Yeah I I mean and and as we've discussed before never taken a psych class <laughs> so <laughs> this is just right. my life experience sure. what I'm why I believe people are are controlling. I really believe they have low self-esteem mm. and they look for ways to control others to to give them th- their ego validation. Mm. That's what I think. I think controlling type people, you might most people might think the opposite and I don't know what psychologists would say. Right. But underneath it all, I I believe that the the people in my life that I've met through those kind of circumstances something's lacking they're not comfortable with who they are mm. so they have to control others and give themselves a, a sense of importance and their ego a sense of importance um, at the end of the day I don't know when they go home after they've organized everything and you know I I don't know do they fall apart or do they look for the next thing to control um, or they might be just totally happy being control freaks, because I can't fathom that. <laughs> because really, in life, they're, they're, like, what can you control? Right. You can't control <laughs> Anything, nothing. Nothing. You yeah. Can't even control your breath. Right. You if you get anxious or whatever, your breath stops. You stop breathing. Yeah. I mean, come on. You cannot control things Mm -hmm. you can attempt you can make a a plan Mm -hmm. and you can go out and and give it your best shot but at the end of the day you cannot control things and if you are a control freak I I don't know that that I just that gives me anxiety thinking about even putting myself in the shoes of a control freak
0: Mm hmm right yeah oh for sure it (laughs) feels very uh, claustrophobic (laughs) on the insides like, yeah. My shoulders get tense. <laughs> 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 so that's very interesting that you said that because it, while I hadn't even gotten there yet in my mind, you know, the reason I went from betrayal to control is because I, you know, I'm saying, well, I think that you go from, okay, I'm betrayed. And now I'm in a state of fear because the reality that I thought was has died. Mm-hmm. And usually the new reality doesn't necessarily equal pleasant <laughs> you either were betrayed by a friend or, you know, the laws change on you in ways that you never even thought possible, you mm-hmm. know. Um, those are scary worlds to find yourself in. And so when mm-hmm. you're afraid, you try to control for to mitigate that fear, try to find ways to you know, like like you're saying, control something that you have no control over. You might have a strategy to try to influence, but you don't like right. you're saying give it your best shot. It's kind right. of the equivalent. And I like that you went inwards because I think the same thing. I have the same. I, again, I, I'm technically a psych major, but I am not licensed in anything. I, I have no. Mm-hmm. This is purely Alex's opinions and gut speaking here, and always. But my sense is as well is when in general controlling, not in a sense not. In a situation where it's betrayal but just generally trying yeah. to control these kind of <laughs> maybe not important things <laughs> there is i do also get that similar sense of an internal um, trying to validate and there's that there's this fear that you're tra- trying to mitigate and saying i'm afraid okay. that i'm not enough or i'm afraid that i am not worthy of i'll just say worthy of belonging worthy of Mm-hmm. of uh, praise or a place in society mm-hmm. and so I'm going to try to control for that and prove and show and yes, basically outsource the validation instead of finding it inside
1: yes yourself
0: and saying I already know I am even if I'm messing up even if I'm not showing up to the meetings or I come in with the wrong color lid or mm-hmm. whatever you already know that you are and so you don't need to control and to show
1: that's right that's right
0: It's also interesting that you say that because I think I know what your answer will be here, but I've been surprised before, so I'm not going to assume. We all know what that does. (laughs) Um, Do you consider yourself a fairly confident in your own truth person? I'm not saying confident in the world in terms of like competency. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about just confident in your truth of who Terry is when you lay down at night and it's not to say you don't feel fears mm-hmm. and have anxieties like everyone else, but mm-hmm. just that that kind of in- internal compass or sense of truth in yourself. Like, do you feel, or is it, is there not even a yes, no answer for you on that one? Because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel <laughs> that from your body language. No, no, no.
1: Um, I just wanted to see where you were going with mm, this. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a definite yes. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with who I am. Mm. And I realize that I am, you know, I, I think we had said this too. The little tag, perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. I am perfectly imperfect,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which means that I'm I'm doing the best that I can, and I hope that I'm always humble enough, vulnerable enough to have uh, the strength to put it out there for others to call me out when I when I screw up. You know when i am too short with people or or um i don't know and i have when i have 55 cats and you know and i'm hiding half of them in a barn somewhere or whatever now and i don't have that much, but you know what i mean yeah. it's like yeah i'm happy with who i am mm-hmm. and i and i roll through life mm-hmm. and i love all my animals i love all my children i love all my people but do I screw up? Yeah. And, and yeah. And do I change my mind about things? Sure. When I have reason to, when, when things, circumstances change about something, I am not like died hard in the wool, whatever that expression is, um, with too much, Hmm. um, cruelty. Yes. You know, I'm, I don't think we can ever justify cruelty, right? And some other you know things. If I think more on that, I could probably give a better um, synopsis. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, d- when I sleep at night, I I sleep pretty well. And if I've had a a, a challenging day, I know that those issues they might I I, I usually always internalize it to but in a good way i'll say okay so you're 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 really angry tonight or you're really depressed or what can you what what part of your of your being of your personality of of who you are what part of that is upset about that is it your ego is it um i don't know your self-esteem is it that um You weren't honest with yourself about how much you might be capable of doing and you overcommit to something or and now you're feeling less than. And, you know, I I try to if something is keeping me up at night, I I, I try to look to the source of that and then go inside. And quite honestly, a lot of that work I've developed through through the practice of yoga and and meditation. It's it's you know you, you got to love yourself first you got to forgive yourself first if you can't get past those two things it's it's really almost or you could say is impossible to to love and 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 be and be a full human for others mm-hmm. if you walk around not feeling that you're the best you can be or or self-loathing or all those things all those negative stories that you internalize and you tell yourself if you walk around with that all in you every day how can you you're, you're not being fully present with with all the people you know with, with the others you meet you're not being present it's some those deep dark places mm-hmm. so through self-reflection and just meditation and breathing and reflecting and being grateful and all these other things that through um, the practice of, of yoga I've learned to learn to put myself in, a, in in a good place. Yeah. And and it really it it might sound like oh you know that's ego or you know oh she's a, you know <laughs> she's in a good place you know. <laughs> um, yeah i am and you know and you can you know people that have never practiced yoga or or practice the type of meditation that i have they they will they can judge and they will think it's the woo woo oh you know that's you know mm-hmm. it's too foreign it's too ungodly it's too whatever and they may not understand what I am saying but that was very long-winded answer but to get back to your question um about when I can go to sleep at night you know if if things keep me up or you know not really Mm -hmm. not really I learned to forgive myself and hope others you know if I've hurt someone or whatever I hope they forgive me too and um and and you move on
0: Yeah, no, I think that that's exactly pointing to what my gut was feeling about, like, and what it seemed yours as well. When when someone is is intent on controlling everything around them, it's another form of running from themselves. It's Mm -hmm. trying to control outside. It's a I don't know if you've heard of hopefully I say this right internal locus of control versus external locus of control. So what you can control on the inside, Mm -hmm. what you have influence over your own state of being uh-huh forgiving yourself whether anyone else forgives you or not whether you forgive yourself and recognize that um versus trying to go out into the world and control that instead and i don't know if i'm doing a great job of explaining mm-hmm. but um it does seem to me that it, i mean i can easily openly i think it may have already said openly that uh-huh. i mean i used to be much more um like the people that you were just saying vaguely about judging you and saying, oh, woo-woo, and, you know, oh, right. she's so happy, ha ah, ah, ha ah, whatever, yeah. you know, it, ugh, whatever. Um, but there is a switch that happens when you do, at least in my experience, when you... I keep coming back to the outsourcing your validation. When you realize that you're the only one that can validate your experience, I can... Mm-hmm forgive myself for things I've done to other people with no expectation that they ever forgive me. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. I have no control over that. That's their experience. That's mm-hmm. their right, their feelings, their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can say I know I was doing my best. I know I was trying. Or even I know I was trying and I know that I saw a different choice and I made a bad choice. And right. I, But I'm not going to sit here and self-loathe <laughs> right. all night. right? And I think I feel like I mean, I expected you to say that you felt your truth. Not to Mm -hmm. say that you're perfect, Mm -hmm. but that you're perfectly imperfect and that this is what I can control and this is what I can't. And I let that go. This is what I have influence over. This is what I don't have influence over. And I let that go. And you just it's like a constant intake, outtake, intake, outtake of what your life experience every day, at least from that's my Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from my experience in that. But I felt that we parallel each other on that
1: yes absolutely
0: would you agree that the opposite word then maybe of control is acceptance I'm just spitballing here
1: okay based um, on this conversation yeah I, I think acceptance is a good word um, to use to be the opposite mm. if you are accepting of the circumstances, or your uh, uh, accepting of imperfection, mm-hmm. then it gives you you more time to to focus on perhaps something that's more important than all the you know million details of planning an event or what, whatever mm-hmm. the circumstances might be. So yes, if you're mm-hmm. more accepting, um, I, yeah, interesting question would be can you be controlling and accepting
0: (laughs) Mm, mm. I feel like there's something about expectations in there yeah that that if you kind of accept that you can't control but you can influence Mm -hmm. and in ways you might not expect you know the (laughs) butterfly effect but if you don't have these expectations that if I do this this will happen then you're not disappointed when it doesn't turn out that way so then there's this kind of when you take out, I think I see expectations as a form of control, trying to control and predict. Mm-hmm. And that actually sets you up for failure. And it's not to say to not have a plan or look right. to the future, that's different. But to have expectations about what the future will be and expectations about what my actions will equal, that's kind of setting yourself up for a blowback, yeah. <laughs> basically. I agree. I
1: yeah. agree. And we all do it. Oh, I mean, for we sure. all. No, have expectations but um mm. yeah, but you don't want to put the controlling hat on and right. then mm. expect things. And right. then you're you're really setting yourself up right. for
0: yeah. for the fall. Right. You can have hopes <laughs> and fears but not I mean, you can do whatever you want, but if you have this kind of black and white expectation, it will be this. Yeah, it's then it's versus hopes and fears. There's a little bit more of a spectrum (laughs) of like, okay, it could go this way, this way, or this way. And then guess what? Sometimes life's like, you were wrong all around. (laughs) It's going that way. That's (laughs) right. It was not on your radar at all. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. So that. I'm glad we had this conversation because i i was debating about a couple of threads to pull from betrayal and i feel like this kind of helps me navigate into the next episode actually okay um but i won't go there
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> because episode. that will break our rules yeah
0: we got to keep you surprised have to keep me surprised <laughs> on your toes have no expectations about the next episode <laughs> Um, so thank you for bearing with me as we tried to figure out a story about controlling and you were like, no, (laughs) like okay.
1: Was I controlling with my answer?
0: (laughs) I don't know. We'll reflect back.
1: Who knows? (laughs) Maybe I was being controlling. I was like, no.
0: (laughs) And if we really want a story from me about controlling, we can go into that sometime too. I got plenty. (laughs) Both as me being controlling and others controlling me. So, oh. yeah, I've grown a lot. You were ahead of me in the soul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm ahead of you in a lot of years. <laughs> well, you couldn't even reach back to your childhood.
0: <laughs> you were like, nope, there's nothing. <laughs> Blank slate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, with that being said, um, I'd like to pivot into our gratitude um, about ourselves, something we love or are grateful about ourselves. Do you have something mm. to share for me?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I think I threw in there about fifty-five cats that I could mm. potentially have at one point or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I really am grateful that I have a um, that I have a, a, a like a deep, profound love for 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 animals. I, I, I really am. Um, it's... Yeah, they, they just bring so much to my life. And um, as you know, today I, I did a, a little bit of um, of, of uh, lobbying, um, you know, volunteer lobbying work. Uh, and and it just, it's a small thing, but yet I feel that I, try, I, I did something today. I did something for 30 minutes that... Took just a little bit out of my day, but if I made a, an impression, or you know, the group—I wasn't—I wasn't by myself. There were others with us um, lobbying. You know, if we made just a, a little bit of an impression um, on the senator's office, and he decides to back, up, you know, this the, these two animal rights bills, um, it, yeah, it, it's it's a beautiful thing. So, um, yeah, I get tearied up. (laughs) My Mm. my eyes are getting teary, but um, my love of animals, I'm grateful for that. Mm
0: -hmm. It's meaningful work.
1: It's very meaningful to me.
0: Yeah. And you have no control. You can only influence.
1: No control. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, For myself... Given how this episode started out, <laughs> I'll be real vulnerable here. I'm grateful for my my insistence within myself to stay in discomfort, and not to jump out of it. You know, at one point I almost wanted to. Just, okay, let me just tell a story. It's like no, I want to. I can feel this discomfort, and I want to. Sp- sit in it and stay in it. And I think that that very act is exactly how you and I find our peace is because we stay in our imperfection. We don't try to polish it up or deny it or stick our heads in the sand. We try to grow. We try to be the best we can and show up every day and accept and love ourselves for that, not for perfection, not for... I think it can be when you at least for me, when I'm in discomfort, it can be tempting to just go to the shortcut. Just kind of mm-hmm. get out of that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I could feel that moment of dodging. And I could feel that in, at some point in this episode. And when I felt that discomfort, I've gone long enough in this road of staying in that discomfort that it was almost habitual of, oh, well, if I'm in discomfort, I need to stay there. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going and it's scary and I don't know what's going to happen next and it's scary, <laughs> but I'm really glad we stayed in it because mm-hmm. I, th- I found, I think we found ourselves in a very, um, I keep coming back to robust, but a robust conversation mm-hmm. about what leads to those feelings. So I'm grateful for that within myself, staying in my discomfort.
1: Me too. <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> Another one in the books. <laughs>
1: Yippee! (laughs) Yippee! (laughs)